Good morning. The scripture for today is Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at his at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all of Jerusalem with him. And calling together all of the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to the shepherd, my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact location, uh, time when the star had appeared. When he sent to the, them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me words so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out. And there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, They saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. This is the word of God for the people of God. Agile, they notice the star in the night sky. Uh, I, I get the impression that they've been looking up at the night skies for, for a long, long time. And they see this new bright star and they start to follow it. And as we take some time today just to think about the Christmas story in our own lives and always kind of wondering what direction we should go, um, how do we decide where we're going to go in life, the, the new directions, the, the routes, the roads that we're going to take? Do we have stars in our life uh, that guide us as well? So let's take a, just a few moments to pray and to reflect on that. And let us pray. Amen. Well, in the, the late spring and in the summertime as well, I, I quite often like to go up into the mountains and take uh, short hikes. And for the most part, the trails are, are well-worn and you know clearly where you're supposed to go and they're clearly marked. But sometimes <clears throat> the trail will disappear, you know, go up a, a rock slope or into a grove of trees. And when this happens at certain places, uh, the, the, a trail crew or people, they'll build cairns, these rock piles, to let you know where the trail is. And quite often, especially when you're going up a slope, when the, when the trail changes directions, there's a cairn letting you know this is where the trail ends at this particular spot, and you know it's going to move into a different direction. 
and you just look for the next Karen. And you, as long as you can follow those Karens, you know where you are supposed to go. And wouldn't it be nice, I was thinking, thinking about this passage about the star guiding the, the wise men, wouldn't it be nice if we had Karens to guide us throughout life? <laughs> And we could just look for these well-defined rock piles and know this is the direction I am supposed to go. So wouldn't it be nice if we had Karens to guide us throughout life? And it would be especially nice if we had these well-built Karens indicating when we need to change directions. I don't know about you, but there's always quite often there's a Karen when there's a switchback. You know you have to go back a different direction. Uh, Throughout my whole life, knowing what to do and what direction to go and where I'm being led, it's always been a struggle. How do we know where to go? What are the Karens that help guide us? In this particular passage, what are the stars in our life that guide us to where we need to go? And when do we know that it's time to go a different direction or, or to do something new? What is our star of Bethlehem there? Well, according to Matthew, a star guided the Magi uh, to Jerusalem. And then it led them on to Bethlehem, where that that star stopped directly over Mary and Joseph's house. And if you're a science person, this passage can present a lot of problems for you for sure. Stars, when this passage was written, stars, they didn't know that stars are giant balls of gas that fuse hydrogen into helium in a thermal nuclear way. I have no idea what that means. (laughs) I read that. (laughs) But if a star was to stop directly over a house in close proximity to a house, the house would be incinerated as would the rest of the earth. So articles and research that are attempting to explain the star, what was in the night sky during this particular time, if they're trying to explain it scientifically, they really do not do us much good, other than create a lot of problems for us. But a good story can still speak truth, even a greater truth, whether it happened or not. Amy Jill Levine, in her book, uh, Light of the World, She says, the star of Bethlehem is not about science. I think we could say that about most of Scripture. (laughs) Scripture is not a science book. It's full of metaphor and pictures and allusions and figurative language and, and poetry. It's not a science book. But it is about the search for meaning, for purpose in our life. Thomas More in his book, The Soul of Christmas, says, A heavenly body does not need to be literal to guide us to where we need to go, what our purpose is in life. And the star directs our attention upward to the sky. And it's a very natural symbol. It fills us with awe and wonder. It inspires us. It's full of mystery and curiosity. And it moves us. We're so overwhelmed by the beauty. And then that star, it moves us to do something different. When we are at a crossroads in life, 
Think of all the different crossroads we face throughout our life. When we graduate from high school, it's always, what do we do now? And everybody will ask us that question if you can remember. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? And the real answer for most of of us is, I don't know. (laughs) But we have to have an answer. When we get a new job or we change jobs, when do we change? When do we try something new? Some of us go on and we graduate from college and then we delayed that decision for four years about what are we going to do? And it's the same thing. What do I do now? What direction am I supposed to go in life? Then we eventually at some point, a lot of times we'll get married and our life changes directions again. What does it mean to be a part of this kind of life? And then sometimes that, that relationship, it breaks apart and we have divorce. And what do we do now? What do we make out of our life? And later we might have the death of a loved one. And our life changes again. So where do we look for direction? For guidance in our life? And it'd be nice if we had those Karens throughout life (laughs) that we could just look for and they could help guide us. But in this story, there is a star that's guiding and leading the wise men or the magi. Barbara Brown Taylor, she she ponders this particular passage and she describes it in her own words of how she sees it. And she starts it off with once upon a time, You can recognize that. (laughs) She says, once upon a time, three wise men were sitting in their own countries. They were minding their own business, wondering, what are we supposed to do with our lives? That's a pretty common thought, I think. What am I supposed to do with my life? Is this all there is? Am I supposed to do something different? So the wise men are wondering, What are we supposed to do? And then a bright star is lodged in the right eye of each one of them. This incredibly bright star. And the star is so bright, they can't tell if it is burning in the sky or if it's just burning in their own imaginations. They can't tell. But they are so wise, they know that it really doesn't matter all that much. There's a bright light in their life. And the point was, something beyond them, something wiser than them, was calling them. And it's a tug. It's a nudge. The nudge they have been waiting for all of their lives. This is it. This is what we're supposed to do. This is the direction we're supposed to go. And they're glad for a reason to get out of town. Because the star was clearly calling them out from the familiar. Their normal lives. The the star is clearly calling them out from the reputations that they have carefully built throughout their life. The the, The star, rather, is moving them away from high expectations as well as disappointing returns. The star is calling them away from complacency and just the whole humness of life. And they knew that this star was leading them to Jerusalem 
and then on to Bethlehem to meet a king, a new king. And the wise men are following the star and they follow it to a modest one-room house in Bethlehem. And picture the three of them there with the, the, the clothing that they're wearing, the gifts that they bear. Maybe they have animals or camels with them and they, and they knock on the door in the middle of the night. And the young couple inside, they almost die of fright. Can you imagine these three men? We're not sure the exact number. If they arrive at your house in the middle of the night, And then they see a baby, a baby who was not afraid. And this amazes them because they are always afraid. Think of how often we're afraid to move, to go someplace new because of that fear. But this child is not afraid. And they can see it in this little baby's eyes. And as they look, they notice that the baby's right eye shines with the very same star that they had seen before they left on their journey. And their hearts are strangely warmed at the sight of this child. And then the mother, that young mother, picks up the child and walks to them and hands them the child. And each one of them hold this little baby. And they see the love. They can feel it. And something is very, very different. And then the Magi, they share their gifts with the family and this child. And they thank the family for their home. And they thank this family for the love that they have found in this place. And then the story says they go home by a different way. Because they had been warned in a dream not to go back to Jerusalem where Herod is. It's not just avoiding Jerusalem. But they had been changed. There is a new direction in their life. And they are rooted and grounded in that love of that child. Things are different. It's a very simple, beautiful, enchanting story. About our lives and the directions that we go. And who do we follow? And where do we end up? The wise men or the magi, they love and they adore the child, the, the baby Jesus. And we are, they are overwhelmed by joy. What would it be like to have that joy in our lives? And Father Rohr says, this is the God instinct which we might call the need to adore. <clears throat> we need someone Or something to love. And that love becomes our North Star. And we see God's hope and peace and joy and love in someone or something. And we adore that person or that thing. We see Christ within them. And this love grounds us by creating a focus in our life, by creating direction and motivation and inspires us. And we even have joy when we adore someone or something. And quite often we can recognize this with young mothers and fathers who wake up each morning. They make breakfast. Maybe they just want to lay in that bed, but they get up anyway. 
And they go to work for many reasons, but also they go to that job so they can care for that child that they adore and appreciate. And as we grow older, we continually need to find something or someone to adore. In the class we took on the universal Christ, we always asked the first thing, where did you see Christ this week? Where did you see someone or something that you just adored and it moved you? And you knew there was something sacred and holy. Humans seem to want even to need something or someone that we can give ourselves totally to. Something that focuses us and gathers our affections. Leclerc was a French friar. And he died in 2016. And he says, if we know how to adore, then nothing can disturb our peace. <clears throat> if we adore someone completely and give our life to them, nothing can disturb our peace. And the wise men adore the Christ child. <clears throat> what or who do we adore? Who is that North Star? Where can we see Christ in our day-to-day lives? Thomas More says, A star guided the Magi to Bethlehem, and the discovery of our star could put us on track for our lives as well. But we need that inner guidance that is deeper than our own intelligence, that is leading us in a clear direction. And I think we could just as easily call the star Christ within us, the Holy Spirit, or our inner light. I think it's all saying the same thing there. And that light moves us to love others. That light moves us to build relationships and to build community and to break down those barriers that separate us. And that guiding light or that star moves us beyond ourselves to see the sacredness and the goodness of the entire world. And another beautiful part of this story as well is as the star is moving and the wise men are following it, it stands still over the place where they need to be. It's the same for us. We follow that inner light that star, and it stands still over the place where we need to be, who we need to be present with. And much like the Magi, we need to pay attention where we're constantly looking up into the night sky and being filled with that wonder and that awe and being inspired. And at the same time, we're looking within to that light that is guiding us as well. And that star will guide us to our Bethlehem, to the Bethlehem of our dreams and our destiny. Amen.